Welcome to the Finding True Health podcast. I would be surprised if anybody out there has not heard of the keto diet by now. It is one of the more popular diet crazes of our time, and I get asked about it on occasion, and so I thought I better do a podcast episode on it. For better or for worse, I have some very strong opinions on this topic, and I'm going to try and go over both the pros and the cons of this diet so you can feel more educated around what the keto diet is, its risks versus benefits, and if it's something that you should ever try. I'm excited to get going, so let's dive in. Are you ready to be done with diets, done trying to mold your body to fit unrealistic beauty standards? Do you want to create a healthy lifestyle simply to feel better and have more energy each day? Do you want to finally find food freedom? Hey, I'm Jenna, a registered dietitian nutritionist. Not long ago, I was an overwhelmed mom and struggled to make myself a priority. I hated my body and wondered how I could stop beating myself up every time I looked in the mirror. I also felt frustrated about my health and wished I could get myself to exercise consistently, eat more vegetables, eat less sugar, you know, actually do the things I knew could improve my mood and energy levels. But I kept telling myself I didn't have enough time or motivation or willpower or, well, you get the idea. But with some help from God, I was able to turn my health and life around. And I want to help you do the same. In this podcast, you'll find trustworthy nutrition information, critical mindset shifts, and actionable advice so you can feel better, fill your life with sustainable, healthy behaviors, and be confident in your own skin, no matter your size. So if you're ready to make peace with chocolate, but love your salad too, this is the podcast for you. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. I want to give a big welcome to anybody who might be new around here. I'm so glad you've joined us. And I also want to thank those listeners who have been here for a while for coming back. I really appreciate each and every one of you for listening. And I hope that you find today's topic really helpful. As I mentioned in the intro, I'd be surprised if you haven't heard of the keto diet by now. I see ads and articles promoting it all the time. I see keto-friendly foods and meals all over my grocery store. I know personally as a dietitian, I've heard of several doctors recommending this diet for patients as a way to lose weight. And so I really feel like we need some education around this diet, around this topic. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you probably know that I'm not a big fan of diets in general, especially fad diets that are unsustainable and that end up doing more harm to our bodies than good. But a lot of diets out there and eating plans, they present themselves as being like a lifestyle or something that people could do for a long time and should do. And it can be hard to tell the difference between just an eating plan, a lifestyle, a certain way of eating, and a fad diet, a plan that's going to end up doing more harm than good, and that is not health promoting. And you know, I'm all about health around here. I'm less concerned with the size of your body as I am with the healthiness of it and making sure that you're, you feel great and have lots of energy. So I try to take a pretty neutral approach to different ways of eating whenever possible. I realize that there are usually various positives and negatives to any way of eating. I don't believe in taking a one-size-fits-all approach to health. I think that we are all different and unique, and so our healthy lifestyles aren't all going to look exactly alike. 
I really like to present the pros and cons of various plans and then let my clients and my listeners decide for themselves what works and what doesn't work in their own life. However, (laughs) I do have some pretty strong feelings when it comes to the keto diet, and I might not be able to sound completely neutral during this episode, so I just apologize for that in advance, but I'm going to try. So let's begin with just going over some basics of what the keto diet is. It's pretty much an eating plan or a diet that encourages eating foods that are very high in fat, um, a moderate amount of protein, and then very low carb. Now, this diet was originally created decades ago to help children with epilepsy manage their seizures. That was the original use of it. And more recently, it has made its way into the weight loss space. And that's what most people use this diet as now, as a way to lose weight. And what happens when we eat this way with really high fat, moderate protein, and low carb is that it forces our bodies into a state of what we call ketosis. Normally, our body's preferred source of energy is carbohydrates. And so when we're not eating any or enough carbohydrates for our body to use, then it's forced to use our fat stores along with our muscle tissue to break those down and use those to create ketones, which our body can also use as energy sources in a pinch. So let's talk about why somebody might want to go on the keto diet. What might be the draw? I think obviously the main reason is to lose weight. Not just to lose weight, but the keto diet touts quick weight loss. People can generally lose a large amount of weight in a short amount of time, which sounds very enticing, of course, but we also know that this is not what our body generally prefers. Healthy, sustainable weight loss generally comes a lot slower. I did an episode back, episode 47, on why our bodies like to lose weight slowly. You can go listen to that if you are interested. But this is definitely, from my experience, people's main reason for going on the keto diet. I want to point out here also that the weight that is being lost is not all just fat. The body is also using muscle as energy. So people are losing fat, yes, but also water and muscle as they're losing this weight. It's also worth noting that some research actually shows that the keto diet isn't any more effective at losing weight than other diets are. But all of these diets come with certain risks that we're going to talk about here in a little bit as well. I also want to point out that you don't have to be on any diet when your body doesn't have to be in this state of ketosis for your body to access its fat stores. There are other ways that the body can access those fat stores that aren't going to come with a lot of the negative things that we see with such an extreme way of eating. Another reason that the keto diet can be recommended is to help people with type 2 diabetes control their blood sugar levels. However, studies are really mixed on this. There are some short-term studies showing some positive results in blood sugar management, but all of the long-term studies that I'm aware of, the ones that have lasted a year or more, have actually shown no benefits for diabetics to follow this diet. Once again, there are other much, much healthier ways to control blood sugar than going on such an extreme diet. And furthermore, studies have also found that keto diets don't allow our bodies to properly use insulin as it's meant to, which means that blood sugar might be even more poorly controlled on this diet. 
And this can actually lead to insulin resistance, which raises the risk of type 2 diabetes. So I would never recommend this diet as a way of managing diabetes. One other potential benefit that I hear people talk about is the mental clarity that comes from being in a state of ketosis. In fact, I've been watching the show Limitless on Disney+. Plus. I don't know if you've seen it. I've had, I had a couple people recommend it to me, so my husband and I started watching it, and it's been really interesting. But we recently watched the episode. There's an episode on fasting, and Chris Hemsworth is the main guy in the show, and he's put through a series of challenges and tests in, throughout this series. And in this episode, he's encouraged to fast for four days. And throughout the episode, the fasting expert or the guy trying to get him to his goal of of this four-day fast keeps talking about ketones and getting to the state of ketosis as this really desirable thing so that he will gain this mental clarity. And it's true that there is some evidence that people report being able to think more clearly when they're in ketosis. But if you've watched the show, you'll also see that this comes and goes. This isn't like a constant state of clarity. This is little spurts of mental clarity. And it's predicted that this is probably a defense mechanism of our body to help people hunt for food when they're in starvation mode. Back in the day before we could go to the grocery stores, people needed those bursts of clarity to be able to track down and and hunt for food. And since we're on the subject of fasting... Fasting is another way to get your body to ketosis even faster than the keto diet because, again, you're not feeding your body carbohydrates. And so once it runs out of its stores of carbohydrates and then its stores of glycogen, which is stored carbohydrate, then it's also going to access fat and muscle stores for energy. And while we're on the topic of fasting, I believe that fasting can have its place in a healthy lifestyle. I definitely think there are benefits to occasional fasting though I'm not a huge fan of intermittent fasting when used as a diet. And you can go back and listen to episode number 35 on my thoughts on fasting if you'd like. But once again, there's a difference between being in ketosis on occasion and trying to get your body to a permanent or a semi-permanent state of ketosis, which is really what the keto diet is trying to do, get you into ketosis for a really long extended period of time. So let's jump in now to the potential disadvantages of the keto diet. Oh boy, where do I begin? (laughs) I actually want to start this section with a quote um, that can be found in the book Intuitive Eating from Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch. And there's a section called A Note About the Keto Craze. They say there will always be some new diet boasting to be the latest and greatest, yet never in our wildest imagination would we have predicted that the keto diet would become popular, let alone be called a lifestyle. While this diet has utility for treating epilepsy in children, it has many side effects. And new research on keto shows some disturbing trends that could negatively impact your health. And I'm going to get into some of those trends here in a minute, but I feel the same way. I never in my wildest dreams, would have thought that the keto diet would become so popular and would have lasted so long. I thought that this fad diet would have faded long ago. So I'm quite baffled that it's stuck around for as long as it has. And 
I think that this diet is one example of why I'm so passionate about helping women take their focus off of weight and just putting it on to helping them feel good and treat their bodies with love and respect. Because of diets like this, when we put so much focus on just the weight loss portion of health and just wanting to shrink our bodies, no matter the cost, no matter the detriments to our health and well-being, this is what happens. So let's get into some of those negative effects of the keto diet. First of all, of course, when we're cutting out an entire food group, such as carbohydrates, which includes whole grains and fruits and vegetables, then you're going to see nutrient deficiencies. You're cutting out not just the macro of carbs, you're cutting out lots and lots of micronutrients, vitamins, minerals that come along with those types of foods. So you'll see an increased risk of nutrition deficiencies. A lot of people report getting headaches and feeling nauseous. There's something called the keto flu, where you just feel basically like crap all day, and people report having brain fog, confusion, memory loss. Carbohydrates are the brain's preferred energy source, and so when the brain doesn't have carbohydrates, then it doesn't function optimally. Most people also report feeling really tired, fatigued. They have low energy. They aren't able to perform as well in athletics or when they're trying to be physically active in any way. They're really drained. And again, this isn't a surprise because one of carbohydrates' main functions is to give us energy. Another risk is extreme constipation. When you're not eating very much fiber, then you're naturally going to be constipated This is going to lead to bad digestive health in general. You're going to be messing with your gut microbiome. On the other end of the spectrum, some people report having diarrhea when on the keto diet. And this is probably because your gallbladder is producing extra bile to break down all the fat that you're eating, and that can lead to diarrhea. Another risk of the keto diet is becoming dehydrated. As I mentioned earlier, Our bodies store glycogen. It's a stored form of complex carbohydrate that our body can access when there's no carbs from food. And glycogen holds water. So when glycogen is depleted, then the water goes with it, and this can lead to dehydration. And side note here, this is one reason that a lot of people who start a a diet of any kind that depletes those glycogen stores, Oftentimes they see a big drop in weight at the beginning of the diet because a lot of this water is being lost. They're losing water weight along with the glycogen. Because of this risk of dehydration, as well as the extra stress that are put on the kidneys to process all of the extra ketones in the body, then there's an increased risk for getting kidney stones when you're on the keto diet. Keto diet can also lead to high blood sugar because of the insulin resistance that we talked about earlier. And this can increase your risk of type 2 diabetes. Another really common side effect reported is chronic bad breath, which is the effect of the acid in your body, which creates acetone, leading to the the bad smelling breath. Also, since people are encouraged to eat lots of really high-fat foods on the keto diet, a lot of times that leads to high cholesterol, particularly the LDL or the bad cholesterol which can increase the risk of heart disease and other issues in the body. Another negative side effect could be social isolation. It's really hard to go eat out with friends or to go to a party 
to go on a date with your husband when you're confined to so few foods and your eating is so strict. As with any diet, this diet has a, an increased risk of leading to an eating disorder. The greatest predictor of somebody developing an eating disorder is whether or not they've dieted before in the past. And again, with uh, most any diet, particularly one that's so unsustainable and strict is as soon as people go off of the diet, then they often regain any weight that they might have lost, oftentimes gaining even more weight than at the start of the diet. And that weight that is regained will likely be mostly fat rather than the fat and muscle weight that was lost during the diet. Metabolism is also probably going to slow down because the body thought that it was in a state of starvation during the diet, and so now it's going to feel threatened and going to try to conserve energy as much as possible. And then the last thing that is probably a little more rare, but definitely a potential side effect and something that's super, super dangerous is that constantly putting your body in a state of ketosis puts you at risk for going into something called ketoacidosis. This is when your bloodstream is flooded with extremely high levels of glucose and of ketones, and it makes your blood acidic, and it's a life-threatening condition. And I've got some personal experience with this with my son, Tyler, who is a type 1 diabetic. When we first discovered that he was diabetic, he had been in a, this state of ketosis for a while, and we didn't know it. We knew he, would, he had been losing weight. And I share about his story in episode 18, if you want to listen to it, but kind of a short version is he had been losing weight. We knew something was going on. We had a doctor's appointment set up, but a couple of days before that doctor's appointment, he went into ketoacidosis. And thankfully, we got him into the ER in time to save him. Um, it was a really close call. The doctors and nurses said they'd never seen somebody with a pH as low as his actually survive. So we are extremely blessed and grateful that he's still with us. But I remember as I was in the hospital, as he was recovering and he was out of the danger zone, I was chatting with one of the nurses and I said something to the effect of, I can't believe people go on the keto diet and put their bodies in a state of ketosis on purpose. And the nurse said, actually, we've had several men be admitted to the hospital in, a, in ketoacidosis and they were not diabetic. They got themselves into that state because they'd been on the keto diet. So this is some serious stuff we're talking about here. To me, that's so blatantly obvious that that is not a healthy state for your body to be in. This is not a health-promoting diet by any means. And I again want to just emphasize that the long-term mental effects of cutting out carbohydrates can result in really big energy swings, in binge eating, in feeling completely out of control around food. Limiting carbohydrates to this degree is just not healthy for the body or for the mind. And the fact that there are really no valid long-term studies showing the benefits of following this diet, other than when it comes to epilepsy, I just could never recommend it. So in conclusion, you probably know where I stand on this topic. If you are trying to get off the diet ro roller coaster, eat more intuitively, create sustainable habits and a healthy lifestyle that helps you feel great and that you enjoy enough to stick with for years to come, 
which are all things that I'm trying to promote on this podcast, then the keto diet is basically the exact opposite of all of those things. If you happen to suffer from epilepsy, the keto diet might be something worth talking to a dietitian who specializes in that about. Even so, I imagine that there are easier ways to control epilepsy that doesn't require such a strict diet with so many side effects these days. But if you do not suffer from epilepsy, I definitely recommend staying far, far away from this diet. There's absolutely no reason to cut out an entire food group, even for weight loss. And to me, it's really clear that the risks and disadvantages of this diet far outweigh any potential benefits. So hopefully this helps answer any questions that you might have had about the keto diet. I encourage you to share this information with those in your life who might be considering going on keto. I know many people see this diet, quote, working for others. They see the weight loss come off. They wonder how they're doing it. They want to try it themselves. And they likely just are not fully aware of the dangers that this diet can have. So let's help spread the word. Let's send this diet to the graveyard. (laughs) We know another one's going to come up in its place, but hopefully the next craze won't be as potentially dangerous as this one has been. Thanks so much for listening today. I really appreciate you being here. I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey friend, I want to personally invite you to join me and the other amazing women in my brand new private Facebook group. It's an awesome community where you can give and get encouragement as you ditch diet culture and work towards improving your health. Click on the link in the show notes to join or go to facebook.com slash groups slash finding true health. I hope to see you there.